hello. My name is Bonnie Grace Gilday Kennedy, and I'm the owner of Grace of Healing, where I serve as an Akashic consultant and healer. My intention for this podcast is to serve as an inspiration to you finding your own healing through self-love. Together, we will spend time exploring topics that lead us to a deeper understanding of what self-love is and what it looks like for each of us as individuals on our own journey. I am especially excited about interviewing inspiring guests whom have created great feats of healing for themselves through their own acts of self-love. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. I'm delighted to bring you a recent experience of my healing around abandonment. The healing was presented to me during a time I was focusing on creating an experience of love for myself. I officiated a wedding for a beautiful couple a few weeks ago, and their love felt like magic. They were so young and in love. It was beautiful. They had so much attraction and sexual energy toward each other. It was almost intoxicating. And I dream for them that it lasts in their lifetime. The experience of being with them took me to a place of my own remembering of love and passion from past relationships. It made me think about how much I want that connection with another. I so want to be in love with another. There just isn't any energy that's more consuming than love. New love can feel especially intoxicating. I've had the opportunity to experience passion many times in my life. Now I want the kind of love that lasts beyond that passion or new love. I want a person to grow with, a person to dream with, and to create a beautiful life with as I continue to grow older. The groom's parents have been together for almost 40 years. They aren't young, but they certainly aren't old. His mother is quite lovely and deeply committed to her family. His father's kind and an excellent provider. Their love is more of an example of what I want. Someone I can be present with, connected to, and to be stronger together with for whatever joys and hardships life may bring. The father sat with me a few times and talked about what it was like to be married to her. He talked about what a great wife and a fiercely loving mother she is. I appreciated every second he spent with me, telling me just how amazing of a person she is. I know her, so it was lovely for me to get to hear his appreciation of her. I want to be part of a relationship in which each of us are capable of vocalizing our thoughts and appreciation of each other. One of the things that I've experienced for myself and learned from others is that each of us have a deep desire to be heard, seen, and loved for exactly who we are. If you've ever had that experience with another person, you know how amazing that feels. 
So I have been working on opening myself up to the experience of love. The first step for me is always understanding that I haven't been open. That there are old emotions or energy that have created a block in me that I'm unaware of. And I say the first step for me because it is the first step in understanding myself or what may be keeping me from creating what I want, right? All of those things are subconscious. But I do know when I open myself up with the intention of receiving healing, I always have a deeply profound experience. That is the reason and motivation behind my own personal work. I love the peace that comes from deep healing and honesty with myself. On a recent morning meditation, I focused on that desire to connect with another and create a partnership. I asked if there was anything I was doing that was keeping me from the partnership I desire. To my dismay, I was told I had deeper work around my abandonment issues to confront. It was surprising to me because I've been working on abandonment issues for decades. If you would have asked me about my own abandonment issues, I would discuss the difficulty in working through them. I have, for many years, found deeper and deeper spaces within me that have been affected by abandonment. It is one of my core issues and has caused me many moments of emotional distress. Abandonment, for me, has been connected to trust, betrayal, fear, abuse, and loneliness for the abundance of my existence in this incarnation. As I sat there in meditation, memories began to come to me of some very horrendous feelings of abandonment as a child. About every month or two as a small child, my father would come to the local park where I would be playing and tell me he was going to leave my mother. The conversation would begin with him going through the laundry list of reasons he couldn't be with her. I would sit and listen to him tell me all the reasons he couldn't stay. I would be a little bit confused because I was also being abused by him and would like him to be out of my life. But this experience was not about him really loving me or caring about me. The experience was based in his ego needing to see that someone cared if he was staying or not. I learned this at a young age and I would turn on the waterworks and cry so that he would leave me alone about leaving my mother and her six children. It was the same experience year after year in my childhood. After a while, I had been so deeply traumatized by his behaviors, I was numb. I could no longer pretend to cry. Each time I had this experience with my father, I didn't know if he would stay or go. But what I did learn over the years of my childhood is that if he did leave, whether he was gone for one day, two days, or one week, he would be back and all the abuse and neglect would begin again. My relationship with my mother was very different. My mother suffered from her own mental illness and was very comfortable serving as my father's victim. Although I was the youngest child, I was the person in my family who was courageous enough to stand up to my father. 
Because of my courage, I served as somewhat of a rescuer to my mother. When they would fight, I would get between them and get my father away from her or get him to stop hurting her. I've concluded in my mind that my mother was my first rescue. She was the first person I took care of because I wasn't able to take care of myself. It was a very early age that I began rescuing other people because of my deep need to subconsciously rescue myself. Through my childhood years, my siblings and myself were always at one of two places, either at school or the local park. We were locked out of our home until five o'clock dinner time each night. We always came home hungry and ready to eat. My mother wasn't a good cook, but she did cook dinner every night. It was the only time I spent with her as she was a full-time employee working in the accounting department at a local department store. I was always happy to see her when I got home for dinner. But sometimes I would come home for dinner and my mother wouldn't be there. What would be there in her place would be a suicide note. The note would be a statement surrounding why she was committing suicide. We would read the letter, call the police, and report to them where she stated she would be committing the act. The note usually said that she would be at the local pier as I grew up at the beach. Two years ago, when I was talking to my mother about her childhood, she revealed to me that her grandmother, who raised her in Rochester, New York, would also leave suicide notes that she was going to drown herself. I'm sure she never understood that she was doing the same thing. She talked about how traumatizing it was to her and how it always made her feel unsafe. And yet she was doing the same thing to herself and to her children. The police would retrieve my mother and we would all go on as if nothing happened until the next time we would come home and find another letter. It was a very scary and painful way to experience being abandoned. Those experiences of being abandoned felt so big and scary that the idea of anyone in my life leaving me has been a fear I have held close to my heart all of my life. A large part of my healing happens at these times of meditation. So when I set myself up with the experience of meditating and sharing that time with the God of my understanding and the Akashic Masters, I know healing will happen and I'm grateful for the experiences. I also know that they are going to be painful and I know that I'm going to remember things that I haven't remembered in years. It always takes days to process these experiences. So for the next few days, I spent a couple of hours in meditation each day looking at all the significant past relationships in my life. Clearly, I had set myself up to be abandoned by attracting people who would not show up for me. So I stayed with being uncomfortable in my feelings. I allowed the truth to land and allowed myself to clearly be able to see my part the other person's part 
and what I can learn and understand about myself through those experiences. It's allowed me to see where and why the healing needs to happen. Since this time, I've been able to see on even a deeper level that people are not doing things to me. They're just being themselves. When I don't have a subconscious driver pointing me in the direction of needing to create pain for myself in this way, then I don't create relationships with people who will harm me. Or if I start a new relationship with someone, I can change my mind about deepening that relationship. I don't have to keep people in my life if it doesn't feel good to be with them. That is why I have so much gratitude for my capacity to sit with whatever comes up in my healing process. The process of healing and integration comes pretty quickly for me because I have done so much healing work. I'm not dragging layers and layers of pain with me. And I've done a great job letting go of a lot of my resistance. I'm not saying that the work isn't difficult or uncomfortable. Of course it is. But I'm here. And I'm committed to living with freedom from my past pain and suffering. I have committed to myself to do whatever the next right thing is for me to show up in a state of self-love. That is what this looks like. I am the person I want to be living the life I desire. There is no greater gift. I accept that gift for myself and I honor it fully with word and deed. If there are any pieces that you need to look at, that you need to let go of, so that you can live the life that you are here to live, I challenge you to love yourself enough to do the work. You deserve it. You deserve that level of love. It is yours. You can claim it. I have a new favorite poet, Shailen Harkin, who will also soon be on an episode of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. One of the poems that she has written is entitled, It's Finally Healed. And this is it. The sign that it's finally healed is when a wound is alchemized into a story that dresses the wound of another. Let us all heal. Let us love ourselves and allow that love to expand and encompass so much space that our own light can't help but touch another soul. Oh, I'm so honored to be here with you. My next guest of self-love with Grace of Healing is the inspiring Dr. Bertice Berry. If you don't know who she is, I ask you to look her up on social media and join me next time for an opportunity to get to know her a little bit better. I'm Bonnie Grace Gilday Kennedy, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Self-Love with Grace of Healing.
For more information on self-love, the Akashic Masters, or this podcast, you can go to www.graceofhealingnc.com. Audio and music production is by Linda Go. To connect with her, you can go to kamalacove.org.